podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Celebrating a fifth consecutive season of Premier League football, uh, we bring this pro- podcast to you uh, thanks to Vector uh, Printing mm. uh, for all of your print and embroidery needs. That's mm. www.vector.co.uk, and that's Vector with a K. And it's also brought to you by JCIS. That's JC Innovation and Strategy. Uh, visit www.jc-is.com. Oi, Will. And there we go. We got through that. Oi, Will. That doesn't sound like Jason Punchin. No, last, last time I heard I Will, it came from Jason Punchin. No, because I just listened to The Archers. Oh, okay. So it just made me think of... Um... The Archers is not sitting in Cornwall, though, is it? No, no. But so I'm told. I don't listen to radio. But they talk like country folk. Was there that much? Was there as much drama on the arches as nice. there was at Selhurst Park? Nice. Oh, no, there wasn't. Oh, it was like having JD. He's been to JD finishing school. Yeah. Yeah. Saw his opportunity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I won't introduce the guests on the show. There, everybody will know who's yeah, on the show. Everybody knows yeah. who we are anyway. Yeah. yeah. But just in case they don't, my name's James. Hello. Yeah. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of new listeners today who are going to be yeah. suddenly really bemused. Going, I listened in for the first time last week with Jason Punchin. Now all of a sudden you're referencing the arches within the first three minutes. <laughs> That's but the welcome. beauty of Crystal Palace. Welcome. And my name's Kevin, this is my first meeting, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, I'm Rob, uh, your host, I guess. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. I think you so are. So far, yeah. we're only we're supposed only, to be guiding guessing, you through guessing. this situation. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Um, so Do you know who's having a good game here? JD's having a good game by not being here. It's yeah, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say it's his best pod performance yeah. for quite some time, frankly. So anyway, um, make sure that you rate us on iTunes. James has always asked uh, asks people to do that, so it's important that we do. Um, it helps us with our ratings. Um, but let's get started. What about that whole game? It was a bit of a... Yes. But let's, we should probably ask the negative person, you know, the person who was most worried about it. Well... Uh, Andy? Well, uh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. I told you we you, said I mean, I and, and, and he's one of those people that says he's not worried, but actually he, he is. So let's say. Uh, also remotely worried. Well, as a bloke came up to me yesterday in the halfway and said, You tell that lawyer bloke to stop being so negative. He's doing my nothing. I said, He's the only one who thinks we're staying up. Yeah. Well, all right, then. Shake his hand. Shake his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying I, was, I, I will point out that 
with 10 minutes to go, and I inadvertently said, all I'll have to do is score three times and beat Tottenham and we could be in trouble. So, <laughs> But I think the, the performance, I mean, it, it does help. I don't think any of us ever expected we were going to get... That never happens, that early goal. But it, it, we've talked about on the pod quite a lot. Allardyce is a, a manager who will adopt different tactics for different games. And it's quite clear what the plan was. That we, Even when we were tuning up, we still sat on the ropes, took the pressure. They obviously... I'd watched Hull enough to know that they didn't have a cutting edge. Um, we had 30% of the ball and still deserved to win 4-0. So it was a it, it was a, a tactic. And it's dull as it was, it's nice to see a manager using different tactics for different teams. And it's, it, was, it was a brilliant Allardyce performance. Do, do yeah, and Hull, I have to say, though, Hull, I mean, I, I understand he's a good manager, the silver, but it didn't give any indication of it yesterday because Hull were pretty poor. I think the bomb had fallen yeah. out of their season after, after that Sunderland match. I watched, <laughs> I watched him fall. And they actually had Sunderland on the ropes for much of the first half, yeah. in fact, until Sunderland scored their opener. And then Sunderland more or less did, you know, in the vein of a, a Pulis Palace team, yeah. almost sort of just hit them a couple of uh, additional times. And you could just see how deflated they were at the end of that match. And I think Silvers did a really good job actually getting them from where they were to so, yeah, sort of even have a shout of staying within sort of touch of safety. But ultimately, they looked like their bottle had all gone. Uh, after that Sunderland performance they were pretty poor against us well their, their away match. form under him was as bad if not worse than their away form before they'd only scored three goals in eight games yeah. which I wish I'd seen a lot earlier in the week <laughs> <laughs> they might have reassured me but it was, yeah, we, we could have scored more Benteke could have had a couple in the second half Sil- if, the game, if that game had lasted five more minutes I think we probably would have scored twice Silva's yeah. one of those guys that's getting a lot of credit for what he did with Hull do you think that, that Allardyce maybe deserves a little bit more credit from not just pundits but also Palace fans some Palace fans are still quite disparaging about him a little bit and about his contribution and the well, way we were just uh, Kevin and I were just talking before um before the red light of record came on. And we're just saying Allardyce is, as Kez already said, he's, he's very, very good at chopping and changing his, his tactics to suiting the game. I think yesterday was, I think there's some great performances. Kabai played well, Zahara always played well. But I think Allardyce, I think, was the best was the best thing about yesterday. I think his performance was incredible. Well, he said in the lead-up to the match, uh, one of the journalists, it might, may have been Rich Corley or one of the others, but they said to him, oh, you know, you're going to give a ridiculously big team talk, you can give some yeah, inspirational yeah. words yeah. in the dressing room. And he said, well, if we've done that, then I've not done my job leading yeah. up to the match. They know what the plan is. We've done the preparation. We feel they're ready. I mean, it was quite telling, I think, that um, Milivojevic said in the interview on the pitch afterwards well we've got to thank Kibai, Townsend and Tonkins who've played with really quite bad injuries yeah. I mean, it's, it's good in showing that they were prepared to go through the pain barrier but also bad in some ways and it showed that Sam Allardyce is more prepared to trust a pretty injured player than some of the backups that he had so there's still stuff to do there next season but you've got to give all the credit in the world to Sam Allardyce before the Borough game we looked like we were gone yeah, yeah after this well, I mean to answer Rob's question uh, I think fans, I think even the most die-hard fan will re- maybe reluctantly give Allardyce mm. credit. Um, I mean, after beating Chelsea, Liverpool and Arsenal, you have to yeah. you have to accept that. They were good performances and they weren't lucky, we played really well. But the pundits one is interesting because I think Jamie Redknapp was saying yesterday um, that he thought it was the easiest job Allardyce had going into the team with the best squad. I think... I agree with Allardyce. I think it's one of it's probably his hardest because yeah. I think he took over a team that was so low on confidence, so unfit, and had those last you know had six of the top six to play in the in the last games. And to be fair to Allardyce, it, it, it isn't rocket science as we keep saying. He bought four better players, and he did. But he did all of that with the backdrop of having no 
first essentially no first team centre backs. We had we we had yeah. you know Kelly Kelly was playing centre back and. and in, in fairness to Kelly, he's been really good. Well, that that's because he's a centre back. That yeah. is, but but he's been and playing right back for yeah, so yeah, long. Yeah, that quite, you, right, you know, and, to and, drop him in at centre back. Yeah, and, and also, I thought it was noticeable that Kelly looked again with Tompkins next to him. He looked better than he would. He's looked in the past with Delaney next to him because clearly, in any fullback pair, I mean, I mean, it, when it comes to talking about the squad, I hope Kelly stays. But clearly, <clears> he's just the junior partner in any fullback, any centre back pairing we have, and and will will be next year, whether it's Tompkins or Dan or. Sacco, whoever comes in, but I think Alan, you know, Alan Dice doesn't really get the credit. People even today on Five Live they're in debate about he, you know, which which who did better, Swansea, Hull, or Pal- well, who, who do you mean who did better? We're thirteenth for a start. I think yeah. Alan Dice yeah, does yeah. suffer from the fact he's such a large character. Yeah, he's 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 a big character. He's almost more of a celebrity than as a, he is as a manager. Everybody in football knows him. Fans of other clubs have all got an opinion about Allardyce, yeah. and because he's you know obviously all the all the stuff that happened in England even before that when he was at Bolton, he's he's always been very mouthy. He's very you know he's very gregarious. He's very loud, large than life. I think people automatically see that, but they do. And and I, I admit, I think most Palace fans thought that about him as well. But when you see how he works on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. which we have done for the last sort of few months, and you see how he chops and changes, how he works, and he concentrates on the next game mm-hmm. and the next game, and he's quite prepared to move players around and change systems. I think we've seen what a great manager is. We've seen. I've seen now when he got the England job, I was thinking, "What are you giving it to him mm-hmm. for? He's an idiot." But now I've realised what he's capable of. And maybe I didn't follow him enough, but I do now. And I think most Palace fans, as Kev said, I think even the diehard anti. Allardyce people got to admit that he's done a good job and, well, I, and I really hope he's there for the whole of next season and doesn't get ousted by some thing well it, it, it's interesting because I wanted I wanted Pardew to go very much and I wanted Allardyce to come in very much <clears throat> but talking to people in the pub after the game yesterday I think a lot of them agree with me what, what I didn't expect was to like Allardyce yeah. so much I mean I, I thought he was the right man for the job and I expected to respect him and admire keeping him up maybe not like the football but I have liked the football for the most part but as a personality, he comes across as much more likable than I thought he would do. And clearly, as each week goes by, you can see yesterday, that's not just professional happiness yesterday winning a particular no. game. You can see the bond between him and the players. You can see Sammy Lee's bond with him. It, you look at the coaching squad, you don't recognise half of them because these are people he brought in because yeah. he recognised that we had problems. we were struggling. We had problems with coaching. The size of our coaching staff, the type of coaching we were doing, clearly there was something going wrong. He recognised that very quickly and brought new people in and there was you could see the sense of unity yesterday and purpose and just the way the players were with him afterwards it indicates that they're clearly up but I hope he's taken some more where where, where else is he going to go none of the top six are going to want him as manager he's never going to manage internationally again why not prove what a good manager he is by staying at Palace and setting something up because he wants to change the whole infrastructure he wants to change everything from the academy down to the type of cutlery all sorts of stuff he wants to change so well, he'll have more scope to do that at yeah, Palace he than he will an equivalent I don't know sort of mid-table to lower yeah. mid-table team a lot of them are already pretty well developed frankly on that side yeah. of things yeah. so it gives them that sort of side of challenges well also I think as well from what I can gather through the press and through people at the club it's like he's basically Pardew and, and Parish kind of ran things together and for what I can gather Allardyce basically he either runs things or he doesn't manage the club, basically. So he tells Steve Parrish right. what players he wants and how much they're going to cost. And he's not interested in who Steve Parrish wants to bring in. And he's not interested in Steve Parrish's opinion on football. Obviously, they get on well, but he just wants to run the football club, and which is a, a refreshing change from yeah. some managers in the past. 
Do you think, um, speaking of kind of changes in tactics a little bit, do you think that, that in Punchin's case, um, when he played yesterday, he played a bit more, he plays a bit more of a deeper lying defensive role. Do you think that Palace fans are maybe still kind of imagining him to be playing that attacking role and expect that? Expect more goals and assists from him because it seems like well, he, he got the assist on, on the Ben Take head yeah, that he corner did in the corner. Yeah. Um, and his, his set piece delivery, I, I think, you know, people sometimes have a whinge about set piece delivery without actually realising quite how difficult the skill is to actually put it completely on the money of you know fifty p piece on someone's yeah, two head. Two of them as well. And, Tompkins yeah, nearly yeah. scored as well, didn't yeah. he? So and you know he, he's still been decent from set pieces. I think he, even he would admit that he would have wanted to have scored more goals and perhaps weighed in with more assists this season. I think he would probably admit that as with the rest of the team, his form only really rallied in the, the decent recent run. And well, he did, he did admit he said that on the pod last week when we interviewed him. Yeah, he, he talked, did. He talked he did. about that. He, he talked about how, in an ideal world, he'd like to be playing as a, an attacking wide left. Mm. But equally, well, he, he said as well that he's happy to be accommodated, yeah. you know, and to, and to fulfil the role of a team captain by going where he's needed. Yeah. And you know, in the same way that Kabai's role has evolved a little bit, and he's now looked like he's been contributing more sort of key passes in the final third. Punchin isn't doing that quite as much. Yeah. Um, I don't know sort of how that midfield evolves now, given that it looks like Kabai might be on the way out, and whether that then means you need someone in in place of Punchin or uh, with Punchin, who knows? But was, was that a good by way from him yesterday, Kabai? Looked like it to me. It did look kind of punchy? He tapped the badge, didn't he, and gave everyone a, a wave. It, it did. And I'd be sad to see him go, but of the four or five players, I don't want to go. He's fourth or fifth. That would yeah. be most upset. He... Punch. I think Punch. I think you have to accept. All Punchin had his best game for a while mm. yesterday, and yeah. I think that might be. A role for him in future. He got a bit carried away. I mean, the, the yellow card was really stupid. There's no need for it, for that. He just, but it looked to me. I think he looks like he can be quite effective in that sort of alongside deeper forage. Yeah, alongside Luca or even just behind Luca. But I think in an ideal world, much as we love Punch for his passion and his commitment, in an ideal world, if we want to be avoiding, he wouldn't be starting games full stop. To be perfectly honest. And it might be that his future would be even better as an impact sub. Anyway, but I think the thing is, though, given, given the surgery that's going to be needed with the squad, given mm-hmm. that you know we've now got to either try to bring in Sacco permanently or find an equivalent, because I think we'd all accept that you don't want a f- starting potential no. start, starting three centre-backs of yeah. Delaney, Dan and Tonkins. You need another one to come in. Yeah, as definitely. earlier in the season showed, you, if Kabai yeah, is yeah. on the way out, you need a replacement for Kabai. Potentially another striker, given that Remy will be back to Chelsea on loan. So there's quite a few other areas that Flemini yeah. and Ledley, and these are players that are backup players. So I think Punch is more than good enough to do another season at yeah. this level and to do it for a decent oh, yeah, I'd be team. Perfectly happy, but still, I'd, yeah, Flemini and Ledley are not the sort of players we should we want in the squad. If no, we not at all. No, both be all right. Whereas, punch, whereas if Punch was a squad player, I'd be perfectly happy. He might not be, but. He, he, but I think he could be make himself useful in a variety of roles next season. But I mean, you know, keep, keep him as club captain at the very least. But I think it's interesting what Allardyce is saying about he's fed up with being known as a firefighter and he'd like to be remembered for the seasons that he kept bolting up quite comfortably. But even he and said yesterday, Europe eventually, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Even he said yesterday when asked about how how do you do that, he said we buy players, we invest in players. So he said I've got. We know the players we want to get. We want to get them early. So it's it's clear that he wants to spend good money on on better players. And I don't think he'd be too happy about letting Kabai go unless he already knew who was who they were earmarked to replace him. On the topic of Kabai, he's one. He's another one of those players. Kabai, 
Very good. He's, he's another one of those players that ended up. That, that You're really under, pleased with that, aren't you? I'm really good with that. Yeah. <laughs> if only people at home could see your face. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really, really happy. Goodbye, bye. Goodbye, bye. He's, he's one of those players, though, that ended up not really excelling under. Pardew that much, Kabai, but but under Allardyce he seems to actually be played in a role that suits him. Do you think that's a bit of a shame that it might be that we might actually see him going now when when he actually looks like he's at his most effective? Perhaps it's kind of sod's law, really, isn't it? That yeah. we spent ages <laughs> talking about where his best position was. Um, when he came in, he'd obviously told people that he wanted to play defensive midfield. Some of, some fans thought that he was. You know, a, a number ten, remembering some of the goals that he scored at Newcastle, and were told by other fans that they were idiots for thinking that. And then it's actually been <laughs> proved the case that he was better further forward, and it's mm. taken a good year and a half to actually find a, a, a proper system that works. And I thought for quite a long period, as I've said in this podcast before, that he was almost our Juan Sebastian Veron. Came in with you know brilliant reputation, could not be faulted technically as a footballer. Clearly, very very talented, but just didn't quite fit in any of the systems that we had to start with. But that's been turned around, and Allardyce finally obviously did accommodate him but it it will be very frustrating if he goes out but then again the guy's 31 now so who knows whether he will be able to maintain that intensity going on to the end of the next season and then the season after that you you don't really know and players can quite often look quite you know heavy of leg quite quickly he looks I've he doesn't at the moment as soon as he gets a knock he looks yeah he looks I think think we've seen if he does go at least we'll have seen glimpses of what we thought we were getting but the thing is he's still not He's not that crazy. He's playing further forward, but in a kind of destructive role. It's like he's not actually doing that much creative. I mean, he's just winning the ball further forward. He's just foraging further. There was forward. that lovely and bit of interplay like, with him and Ben Tech yeah, in the yeah, first some, half yesterday, yeah. though. But we, we haven't seen that an awful lot. Well, we, did, we haven't seen the killer thirty-yard pass. Well, that's the, the, the that, that that is the thing we're really, which without going too negative, because we're, it's a great thing that we're staying up. And yesterday's performance was brilliant, but we are missing that creative mm. yeah. spark in the midfield. But and what? hopefully, that's if Kabaybay does go. <laughs> then see what I did there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> hello, brilliant, genius. <laughs> It'd be great to bring in somebody who's slightly more creative. What, what, what he does bring, though, to be fair, Punchin does as well, is like they're two of the players that are really happy to take the ball in pressure situations. Yeah. He'll just yep. hold on to it. Yeah. Like. I thought um, Luca yesterday was that's probably the, his best game, certainly for the last couple of games. He's been a bit he, he ran the most of any Palace player again, and yet he doesn't look like he's breaking sweat. No, no. And it's, it's just astoundingly good positional sense to be able to just glide about the pitch like that and go, oh, I've done 12k in 90 minutes. Uh, You're welcome. It's also Alice got a penalty. Alice got a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somebody said yesterday, watch him, his decision making. It's, it's one thing he's got that Mele had the same thing. He very rarely goes to ground tackle wise. Yep. Mm. And he's just, it's just, he always seems to make the right decision whether to tackle, intercept, head. I mean, the amount of times that a whole move broke up because he just stepped off forward, mm. anticipated what was going to happen, stepped forward, gave it. And then when he gets the ball, he gives it to somebody else. It's, and it's a real, I mean, in a way, Sacco's getting some of the credit that he should deserve because the two centre-backs look better because they've got him in front of them doing all that. And he's just so positionally astute. There was a period yesterday yeah. where the ball goes out wide to whoever was playing right midfield for Hull and Schlapp's left him behind and Milivojevic starts to cover across yeah. but doesn't rush in like a headless chicken leaving yeah. massive spaces in behind him like he's always savvy enough to know I've got a space to deal with here I've also got a sort of cover across from around there I know where my colleagues are and when they're going to get back just incredibly good reading of the game well also as well you could see him right from the start it's clearly a Palace plan it's like for want of a better word time wasting just game or game management is not yeah. professional worth it <coughs> But it's like if Hull got a free kick, he'd just knock the ball away yeah. Yeah. a couple of yards. Not enough to get him booked. It's just, but just a like, bit of cynicism. It's just, just a little, there's no a little, heart. Yeah, like yeah. Every yeah. team does it. 
Every yeah. even successful teams do. But, but Chelsea did, and all that. Not, we did it noticeably yesterday. I mean, yeah. We did it. We did yeah. it well. Took you know, even when Kabai was coming <coughs> off, pretending not to see the board, and he went. He basically covered two thirds of the pitch to get to the far touch line. <laughs> yeah, I love it when they do that. Before, but that's but it's good yeah. because that's the sort of thing you never see. You don't see Palace teams doing, no, and it's really annoying and it's really frustrating. But you know, it's taking the heart out of the other team. And you know, it is one of those things. Is, again, we've always said about yeah. Palace over the years of doing this pod that we're often too nice. Yeah, yeah. it's just, just I think just and, and that little bit of cynicism, that little bit of naughtiness, that bit of cheekiness. It's, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, streetwise, yeah. good word. Just rounding this. Do you have a, I'm punching as well. Andy Streetwise. Good. Oh, we've got a lot of pun oh, there. Yeah. I didn't even think of that one. Somebody today Jeez. asked me about punching's. Uh, Thanks. Signals, because obviously you see teams doing signals at good dead yeah. balls. Punching's only got one signal, which is he holds his hand straight up. Yeah. And then t- t- puts a different corner every time. So I don't know. What, I don't Maybe know he's doing stuff with his fingers, though, and you've not noticed. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, he's, 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 he's he knows. You know, he puts yeah. his hands up and his feet in a different but position. Again, it shows Allardyce whole of the team that have conceded the second most goals from headers and corners this season. And you look at the tape, they're, they're all that goal. Similar even, goals, he even at least. said it. Yeah. He even so said Allardyce, it. He said that we, we knew what we were targeting. Yeah. Their, zonal, their zonal marking yeah. was awful. It's not very good, so we targeted it. And, yeah. and Benteke, unusually, Benteke started a long way away from it because normally Benteke is hovering around the six-yard yeah. box and moving. But he, he had about a fourteen-yard run onto that, so they knew exactly and what. That's, Luca deserved a bit of an assist yeah. for that as well because he blocked uh, Benteke's yeah, yeah. marker. It was all tactical. There was a proper process involved, yeah. and we've got um, a penalty taker as well. Final, Finally. final uh, kind of ra- to round off this section. Uh, if we win on Sunday, we could actually end up finishing eleventh. Do you think that would be considered a successful season or a failure? I think, I think considering on. how the big, the season started and how it was around Christmas time, I think the, I think it's already been a successful season. It's a fact we've you know we've 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 brought in a manager that we were all some of us were quite dubious about. We've got some great players in January, and I think we've we've got the makings now of a great squad for next season. And I just think I think it's a successful season. It all started all right, but it's it's ended up a lot better. I think it's pretty bobbins in the middle. I mean, what well, the irony is that if if we do finish eleventh or twelfth, then at the start of the season you'd probably go. Yeah, but so I'll take that. I'll have eleventh or twelfth. It's just what's gone on. Yeah, if you in take the meantime, all to, of the yeah. context of how poor our season was through games that we should have won, mm. and then we ended up getting to the final ten games of the season where we were, which was you know essentially right near the bottom of the yeah. table on the way to relegation. Pretty much every fan after that Sunderland defeat saying, "Well, not much hope now." It's a massive. It's a massively oh, successful it season. I would say from from if you just take it from that section onwards. Yeah, of course, course. it's and the psychological effect as well. I mean, I know everyone talks about the Premier League as though there was nothing before it, but it's our record stay in the top flight now. Yeah, full stop, which is psychologically important. But it, it's, it also seems we have a manager who's aware that you can't keep doing it. And we can. We have to avoid. We have to change whatever it is about our mentality that's got us into four relegation battles. Whatever that takes, and he's whatever the side, because eventually, as we said, you you'll do what Sunderland did. Eventually, you will go down one year. You can't keep saving yourself. I mean, if 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 for example something goes wrong, we have a bad start, and Allardyce go, who do you bring in? Then you can't can't constantly be waiting to you know, just. Hopefully, the manager realizes that, like he says, it starts now for next season. And that, it's funny because you know, a lot of uh, media outlets, pundits, etc., were talking about it as if it was a formality and I know Palace fans would probably overestimate how likely it was that we were going to go down but it still felt yesterday like a bit of a sort of party atmosphere mm. and it, it, you, you'd be hard pressed sort of 
seeing the lap of honour yesterday, seeing the presentations and everything to say that the, all the fans who were still in the ground at that point didn't view it as a, a success. Um, yeah. You've got to look at it from the context of where we were after that Sunderland yeah, match yeah, and yeah. the fact that we knew that if, well, my, my view before the Middlesbrough game, I don't think I even said it on the pod, but my view before the Middlesbrough game was that if we lost that game, we could probably Go, kiss yeah, goodbye yeah, to yeah. it. And yeah. to have come from that point where we were level on points with Sunderland and now yeah. to have stayed up not comfortably I suppose but at least with a tiny it, bit it, to spare it, and not it, having to go to Old Trafford with well, I, need, talking, a need for a result talking of atmosphere as well I mean Jason Punch had asked on the pod for the fans to be a 12th man and I thought the atmosphere yesterday was as, as good as it's been for years right from the start as well everybody did get in early like he asked them to and it was really positive and upbeat and I think that spread to the players as well and also one of the reasons yesterday I was so I was so happy you know, you know what it's like I've had a shit couple of years family illness and stuff so that's like yesterday was a bit of a release but the other reason I was really really happy was that some pont called Sebastian something or other treble barrel name in 442 magazine analysed exactly why Hull were going to beat Palace quite comfortably oh really yeah Palace were a poor side Hull were a good side and Palace were dead so I just want I don't, I've never met him he might be a lovely bloke right? he, might he clearly doesn't a, know anything about football though, yeah, does he, he, he might, not, like he might not be a bourgeois ponce but I just I was just couldn't, speaking I, on behalf of all bourgeois ponces <laughs> I have to say <laughs> <laughs> but even, even yeah. Garth Crooks was you know, if you watched Football Focus he, he went on this diatribe about how Palace had lost the fight. They, you know, Allardyce wasn't interested. He'd he'd had his, you know, it was all the stuff that basically pundits come out with when they don't really, when they haven't really been paying attention. Because if you if you look at all of the Palace performances, I think the only ones that where we've really struggled under Allardyce, arguably, are where we've had international either like international mm-hmm. breaks where players haven't been around, or we've ended up with players being unfit because there have been so many games in a row. Like the Burnley game, again, we go back to it, but that we Burnley played Tot- performance... We played Tottenham on the Wednesday before that yeah. game. Yeah. Tottenham had, uh, and Liverpool the, the Sunday before. Yeah. So you're talking about three games in the space yeah, of six days. So it, it just adds up. But Some of the pundits... Have got, I mean, Danny Murphy in the standard on Friday said his preview, I thought was really interesting. He said, yeah, whole, whole clearly... Dangerous. We said the Palace is just a better side. Yeah. Yeah. They got they're a classier team. They should win it if they play to even half their potential. They'll win this game probably comfortably. Yeah. I think. I think. What just going back to your question about is, is it going to be a successful season if we end eleventh? And we're saying it's a successful season anyway. I think what it does prove, and I noticed it looking at the league table yesterday, the the gap between uh, whoever's sixth and mm. Everton who's seventh is like fifteen points. Mm. So we, we, we talk about this mythical top six, but it actually is a top yeah, six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 15 points. Yeah. And then underneath there, yeah. it's with, it used to be two, it's almost, you've, you've got your two or three at the bottom, and it wasn't even two or three, it was maybe one at the bottom. Mm. Every, it just shows that everybody else is pretty much the same. Yeah. We're, we're all, so you, you need, that's when you need your manager to be smart. Like yeah. we had an Aldous be smart. You need your smart people, like yeah. your Koomans or whatever, to actually make use of what we've got because all those teams are so similar yeah. it's going to be hard anybody's going to be tough to break into. I mean Everton are going to fight so hard to break into that top six mm. but so you but we we can be as good as Everton if you see yeah, what yeah. I mean so I think it just proves how it's maybe not quite as many leagues in the Premier League as I think it has been recently but also we've just beaten three of that top six well exactly yeah we've yeah. beaten them well and I think but I mean it is all about consistency but I think the, Everton, we but the other things well, I think the Everton things because it's like I think Stoke and West Ham fans will probably be quite pleased with their season and they're Stoke are below us West Ham are already I don't think West Ham fans are at all well, well, because that's West Ham fans considering where they could have been <laughs> yeah. yeah but it, there's also well, a question Upton Park well yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there is also a question about and I think this is where Allardyce has been more reassuring than I thought it's a question about what sort of football 
you want your team to play as well because it's like you look at Everton they play so you know do you want to be West Brom Stoke and do whatever it takes to, mm. to, to be lower middle table or do you want to actually try and entertain the fans as well and I think Allardyce his is, style of football is more entertaining than I thought he was going to be and it's, and it's different as well each time so it's like but he's certainly not somebody who he's not pulist basically he's got more than one way of winning a game and when he lets the players off the hook we can look quite attractive and that's a great point to uh, round that section off join us in part two where we answer some of your questions I will (laughs) (laughs) and welcome back to part two of the five year plan podcast brought to you by uh, Vector Printing for all of your printing embroidery needs that's www vector.co.uk and that's Vector with a K K K K K JC Innovation and Strategy visit jc-is.com I will for all of your I will for all of my innovation and strategy needs my strategic needs which are many I feel slightly guilty that I haven't got any embroidery needs no, no, we're not talking about Vex, we're talking about JC. Oh, we moved on. Oh, we moved on to a different sponsor. You, you but they're, they're all e- e- equally as valid. Out strategic there. advice. Strategic advice. Strategic If you want to cheat, strategic. move on. <laughs> yes. Um, put right, put so your we... nighttime teeth in, love. Put the nighttime teeth in. We obviously ask for questions in part two, so uh, I might as well get started with those. Uh, the first one is from Ed Hunter Baines. Oh, yeah, Hi, Ed. Have we now turned the corner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we probably if have. If only to we it. could get into Europe by the last game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The corner has well and truly turned. Yeah. Good question. Uh, and main stand Mona. Hello, oh, main hello, stand, hello, stand Mona. Hi, Kevin. Um, I, think, I think you must be going. Thank you. He's asking, are we safe? <laughs> uh, well, I, I said that quite some time ago. If yeah. you look at the table at about two o'clock yesterday, you'd realise we were, yeah. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't put it past you know, some Premier League, would have broken some Premier League regulation. Oh, yeah. oh God, here we go. No. Oh, here we go, Kevin, merchant of doom. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we are safe and we we've, are uh, we've safe. turned yeah. the corner. We so are, we are. Like mathematically, yeah. 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 We're um, actually safe. Will Thomas, uh, I will. at Will, I will. Tom, 82, I will. I will. Uh, he yeah. asks, are JD and Streaky annoyed that they're not going to collect their £500 winnings? <laughs> uh, I cannot be more delighted that I've lost that £20 stake or whatever it was. JD, uh, was JD will be really annoyed. JD, will, JD was furious. He came out of the yeah. ground literally grinding his teeth yesterday. He's, he's lost 95 quid, which I think is, is about the money he's spent on a ticket for Mamma Mia, which is where he is tonight. <laughs> is that you are Other musicals no, are available. That's where he is tonight. He's watching Mamma Mia. Yeah. Because Mamma Mia, he, was, he would go again. He was requested to go by. But yeah, it's, pr- it's probably just as well that we didn't go down because I'm sure that I would have been personally blamed for the form and the injuries. And I mean, you were getting, yeah, you you were getting it before the game. Yeah. People yeah. saying that you know you were being too cocky, too arrogant. Too. Awesome. I mean, this is Andy. Well, I've so. had that for twenty five years since I could talk. You're basically. calling a lawyer cocky That's and way arrogant. Before we I mean. put a bet on, yeah. <laughs> He's, um, proud, he's proud of that. That's not an insult yeah. for him. Yeah, like, thanks, man. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate that. Cheers. I think we, that's what he's calling his baby, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We've had a few questions about Allardyce not getting credit, but we kind of covered that in the first one. So we did, yeah. we'll go with um, another you, when, one from. We covered it when you asked us, do you think Allardyce is yeah. any credit? And he, and he, and he, well, yeah, we, we answered that question. We did it. We 
Paul HS, El Capitan PHS. Hi, Paul. He's asking who, if you had to have one of the relegated team's players, would you most like to see Palace next season? That is a good question. Can I give you an answer? Yes. That Klukas for Hull. I thought he was. He's strong. Technically, well, I think, young, young, I think if Swansea had gone down, then the answer would be Sigurdsson, without a doubt. But they haven't. But we are, I'm fairly certain, we will be getting one of the relegation, relegated teams players yeah. in uh, Jermaine Defoe. But uh, I think Pickford possibly. Oh, you'd have to go for Pickford, really. I think I, yes. I would guess. Yeah. I know he's tried, going to Everton. I know we tried not to talk to talk about Hennessy for various reasons, but Pickford possibly. Holes keeper was somebody that, that street you've mentioned you earlier in the season. I, I only mentioned him by virtue of him being better than our goalkeeper. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I mentioned every goalkeeper by virtue. What holes keeper that let in four goals yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Maybe Holston. Well, in, in recent memory, <laughs> the, the number seventeen, the Polish guy for um, hole yesterday. There's a bit of a terrier. Grozicki. He was the only Grozicki, one. He was yeah, the only yeah. one trying to do anything. He was, yeah. And he was he was dangerous. I think with d- decent players around him, he could be. I'm going to go for. Co- I'm going to go for. I'm, I'm not sure whether he fit into our team, but I, th- I thought he was. A, a here's here's one for you, Patrick Bamford. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I was going to yeah. go with him as well. Yeah. Actually, also, Gibson, Gibson just, the, just Gibson really annoying the centre back for Middlesbrough is a decent. Yeah, player. but also I think let's set our sights higher than buying getting players from. I think we should. But it sounds like we are going to go for Defoe though. I think we'll go for Defoe, and I think. What Sam was saying about it. Well, it was it was odd that David Boy saying it's came up come out of the blue that he's got a relegation clause in his contract. I wouldn't have given the relegation clause. Who gave him a relegation clause? Yeah, um, Sam. How yeah. <laughs> convenient! Yeah. Thank you, Sam. But Defoe is that the sort of player? I mean, I know he's thirty-four now, but as as a, he'd be great as a squad player. I mean, he'd give you a different yeah. uh, something different. Well, to come it, 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 it'd have the same effect as a Phillips. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Couple of years ago. Yeah. I'd only have him as a sub, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, That's what I said. I That's why I said to come off the bench and give you a different option. Uh, we, Implying well, no, but it's, it just depends on whether or not he's happy to not be a starter, you know. Yeah. Well, he, started every, he started every week, more or less. The problem is that he doesn't really give a toss what we... What, he's not... What, what we think. What, what we think. Yeah, yeah. Well, when he signs and he comes yeah. on the FYP podcast, yeah. Which then, then, I, then I'll tell him that I don't want yeah. him to start. And that'll be a bit awkward. It would be a bit awkward, yeah. And then I won't be allowed back on the podcast. Again. Ben, we had to, two birds with one stone. We had to keep <laughs> you away from Jason Puncher. We're definitely keeping you away from Jermaine Defoe. <laughs> 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 We've gone all fanboy with Jason Puncher. Uh, yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah. Though, yeah. G Webb. Hi G. Oh, right, G. G. Uh, if all are fit, who would you have at left back? Suarez, Schlupp or Patrick Van Arnholt? That's a good question. I'd for, I'd, until they reminded me today, I'd forgotten that Suarez was. I think Suarez. I wouldn't, it wouldn't I, be Suarez. I, I think it'd be Van Arnold. He's, he's, he's a real specialist defensive. I thought it was really interesting yesterday when he came on because we all thought that Schlupp would yeah. move one forward and Van Arnold would stay there and he, mm. he did left wing, didn't he? Suarez and Schlupp, I think, probably better as wing backs. Schlupp's probably even, even better maybe as a winger, but I, I think Van Arnold would be the most. The logic in Allardyce's decision to play, to continue playing Schlupp at left back, was partly because he was trying to. Essentially, allow him to to overlap yeah. Van Arnholt, and also the fact that to be fair, Schlupp had played pretty much the whole game, so you don't want him to cover all of the. Well, it worked off. okay with both of them but scoring it, well, as well. Three, also, yeah, well, he didn't, I mean, he got an assist, Schlupp. But oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, three of the players that Sam brought in either scored or assisted. Yeah. But I I thought um, Schlupp had his best game at left back yesterday, and also in case it doesn't get mentioned, Zaha just was brilliant. Times that their left back, you could see the panic sometimes, and, and it 
every time the ball was in his area, you could see him looking for Wilf all the time. Yeah. And so many times Wilf just nipped in, got the ball off him, bullied him physically as well, which I haven't seen. He's Wilf so got. strong. Really, really ball, strong. He's, and he's he really just, aggressive. Yeah. Really I mean, just, naughty but, aggressive as well. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a real bite to him now. It's brilliant. Yeah. But you see his energy. He's keeping the ball in when it looked like he was going out. Just lit, always physical with a left back. He just, it was, it was a joy to watch. And his little flick to Benteke halfway through the first half was, mm-hmm. was brilliant. Um, Andy O CPFC on Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Andy. Oh. Uh, JD got his name wrong the other week. Yeah. Called him Ando. 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 I mean, you would have thought you might guess from the fact that's not a name, and Andy's a name that it, Andy, you know, Andy. Andy. No, so we had a debate about whether he's the Andy O from Blue Zoo, and it yeah. turns out JD's he's not. Yeah. His name's not Andy. O. His name's just oh, just yeah. So he asks, <laughs> <laughs> was that, that a, was a remarkably... Long it was a long night, wasn't was it, that, last night? We're all struggling today, aren't we? So <laughs> just take you roll because you don't drink. But, yeah, well, yeah, 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 let's put that out there just so you can see. Fresh and shiny. Yeah. Um, but there again, we weren't the ones who made a mistake opening the podcast. So. Fair point. He's <laughs> <laughs> the guy comes, comes around, goes around. Twist in the knife. Twist in the knife. Was that remarkably unlike Palace, that performance? Uh, scored early, never, never looked like letting a goal in, uh, let alone losing the match getting the job done before the last minute of the last game of the season have we grown up as a club? I think that's a, actually a good question I think it sort of comes back to a little bit to the conversation we had about mm. the time wasting and the game management yeah, yeah. <laughs> game management. Uh, yeah I, I mean the, the early goal was entirely down to them Yeah, but, but you've got to give credit to Wilf yeah, for, for being that yeah. if you watch it back he he does slow down a little bit he when, he, when he, when he, he thinks does. the guy's going to kick the ball, but yeah, as soon as he doesn't, his turn of speed is just yeah. electric. Yeah. It was interesting and, and that Alan said, cup, yeah, you know, he said that he knew that, that again, it was tactical. They yeah. knew that Hull were going to play a high line. Yeah. And it might have, it, I mean, to be fair, you would have expected Dawson maybe to have, have dealt with it better. Yeah. You would have probably expected Renokia to, to clear it. But when neither of those players did it, you had to have someone like Wilf being yeah. right on. Hull were always going to have really quite a lot of basic errors in them yesterday. And they, yeah. they did time and time again. You know, they snatched at shots, they shanked crosses, yeah. they failed to make clearances that, you know, anyone who's not nervous and tense would be able to make quite comfortably. Yeah. And you could tell, like, we were alive to that in the final third. We knew that, yeah. you know, there would be times, and as, as the first three minutes showed, in which we'd be able to exploit those basic errors and also, thankfully think, it settled everyone's nerves I think Wilf two years ago might have taken an extra touch might have been caught like he just you know, hit it first time mm. hit it really well you could see what it meant yeah. to him but I think I think it's a really a really good question actually because like we said even when we were tuning up you didn't suddenly go right we'll take the handbrakes off and we'll look, look they just carried on playing the same way you could see the positional discipline the tactical discipline See a couple of times, even when Bateke had a chance to sort of try and play a, a, a fullback, and he didn't. He held the ball up. So yeah, it was it's, a grown-up. Well, it's, it was. It's, it was. it's having more experienced players yeah. who've been in the Premier League a long time. It's having a more experienced manager. All these things. It's also having and you know give credit to the crowd. It's almost having a more experienced crowd understanding the, the, the way we're point. playing. That's a really good you know, point. It's not like come on, just go for it. It's just yeah, like yeah. We, we understood that we were taking our time, and yeah. you know we never we the, the crowd never got on the. The back of the players. You know, well, I think, you know, well, I, so I think I think you, 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 I, th- I think the, the crowd have got. To I don't know what it's like where, where you were, but I mean, because it was the atmosphere was, yeah. was brilliant. But for me, I can't remember celebrating. <laughs> the celebration for that first goal was almost cut final. It was like real, there was a, a real explosion, total explosion of. I mean, and it's like, yeah, way beyond the, you'd expect even for us in, in a, an important game. It was a, it, it was an incredible sort of reaction of joy, and I think that. 
filtered through, filtered onto the pitch as well. And I think the players, like no, you I, say, did I, I think the players? I do think that that's because you know, and as, right, and as Will point. said, Will said, you know, it 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 it, it made us a lot freer. We could be yeah. ourselves. I think it, and I think that we as a crowd knew that once that goal had gone in, it was going to be so hard for Hull to get back. To get, Even yeah. with 87 yeah, yeah. minutes to go, yeah. we, we, we as a crowd had the confidence in that team and the management to actually do the job. Now, whether we just played the most boring 87 minutes and go 1-0, it didn't matter. We knew that something, that, that, it, that it was going to work out for us. Well, it also gave us, it gave us the belief as well. We also yeah, gave exactly. us the belief that we would score more goals yeah, than they yes. were clearly yeah. nervous. Do you, do you yeah. think it helped that Allardyce and some of the players as well tried to set expectations a little bit just by saying that we need to kind of keep our nerve and he said that Allardyce said that about the fans as well that the fans need to kind of keep their nerve and be you know not panic well it was never really tested was it it was no, really really quick. Quick. Yeah. I mean we can go oh, the atmosphere is great for the first three minutes but it's yeah. easy to be excited yeah. for, for that amount of time well, um, it's, well it was also because I thought it was quite interesting but no one really picked up on it when Allardyce said on Friday we play not to lose yeah so we would and that's Clearly, what they did because like, he clearly start off with the fact that we had the point that we needed already, and they had to get it off us. It's like, but it's quite interesting to hear a manager say at home we we play not to lose, and then we'll mm. see what happens. Right, next question, uh, Lee Ayres. Hi, Hi Lee. Lee. Hi, Lee. Yeah. He says, Rock. "Does yesterday in mm. any way cure but Oldham disease?" Yes. Yes. Well, the Oldham thing was a fit. I mean, the last two seasons. I think it was old, kind of, that Oldham thing has just blown up so hard. Well, the, the it, was, it was old, but Oldham for Norwich, that when we had to beat Norwich as well, people were saying, oh, well, you know, we're, we're on our way down, the dropping through the, the floor. The, and the big around. difference, the, the Oldham scenario was completely different because <laughs> we'd had a lap of honour after the Ipswich yeah. game. That's why that's why that was thrown into such perspective, is because we, we celebrated, or the club celebrated, after we uh, the last game at... Uh, set up. We did the lap of honour as though we were safe. The Oldham fans and players noticed it. So, and it was a peculiar set of circumstances. But I'm afraid the Oldham thing will always. And we've got a new thing now, which will be but Burnley, because every time we play a team that hasn't has got a really bad away record, people will go, "Oh, you look at Burnley last year or ten years ago." I whatever, think everyone so just needs like, to stop being so bloody melodramatic. And yeah. also, I also think it goes back to the previous question: the fact that it shows that we've grown up as a club. Yeah. We've got to go, you know, and I just think you've got these five things. Years. Are, you know, five years. Five yeah, years. Yeah. Well, also, league. hopefully, as well, what will happen in futures next time. Because what I want to see in futures is like people will say, whenever we're playing Arsenal, Man U, or Liverpool, Chelsea, people will say, we'll, we'll go, yeah, but Arsenal this year, whatever. But we, I want to see us get Palace to get to a situation where we don't celebrate beating big teams like yeah. we won the Cup final. Like it becomes it's going to be a few years before that. It will be. Yeah. No, it will, it, <laughs> Let's be honest. But it will be. But, <laughs> it will be. But you want it to be less so. You, 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 you want people not to raise their eyebrows when Palace beat Arsenal. Yeah, they're not going to do it every year. But you want Sellers Park. And again, that's the other thing. Under Sam, it has slightly improved. That's the thing that needs to improve. Home form. The, the home form has yeah. got to be. It's got to. It's got to improve next season. It's got to improve without a doubt. And I think they'll work on that. I mean, what the psychology of that is, I don't know. But we need. We need to, yeah. We, we've, we've we're won. in a situation where you're almost more scared of playing bad teams at home than you are. I mean, we've won you know. more home games with Allardyce than we did, yeah, for a long time under yeah. Pardew. So obviously, there is obviously a slight mentality change, and, and well, it's, I think that's comes, but again, it's a, the opposite of it because that comes from the fans as well. Because if yeah. if if the players are kicking off against Middlesbrough like they did when the atmosphere is so tense. Then of course it's, it feeds into the, the you know it's like we said about Hull being so nervous you know if, if players know that the fans are going to be crossed before they even come out but it's like yesterday we saw because I I often sometimes in the past you you hear 
fans, players talking about the twelfth man. But yesterday, you could see, you could see that the, we lifted the players. You could, and vice versa. You could. See I mean, you got to look at this season in three segments. You got the Pardew cluster, uh, whatever it was, for the first third. Then you had the period in which Allardyce was coming in, trying to uh, acclimatise, trying to get the players drilled, trying mm. to bring the right people in. And then you had the final bit at the end of the season. You look actually in that segment, that final third. As Punch had mentioned last week, you know we, we ground out results against Watford, yeah. ground out a result against Middlesbrough, which was a pretty ugly, tough game. Yeah. I mean, the Burnley match, they were all knackered, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, simple as that. But I mean, that's the only one recently that's been really quite disappointing. And that was why I never got into the level of melodrama that some fans did over our relegation prospects, because the only really bad result in the last few months, really, was that... I mean, it was not well, nice City to have five yeah. past us by City, but we were expecting to go up there to lose, really, realistically, given we they were chasing second. Yeah, and we, we had four fullbacks pretty much didn't we yeah. so the only result recently that didn't go to Paul was, yeah, was yeah, the Burnley but, but it is an indication I think we said it before it's an indication of how confidence is still fragile that it only yeah. took one bad result for everybody to yeah, because you remember off the back even off the Leicester result when we were 2-0 down and came back to 2-0 that felt like a, a win everybody left Sellers Park happy that day Yeah. but that Burnley result mm. we weren't leaving it philosophical we were leaving it That's well that's it we're going down we're really angry so that it's going to take a long time to rebuild the confidence Within the club, within the players, within the, within the fans. Yeah. Um, uh, Laughlin tomorrow. Uh, Torom Torrance. Hi, Laughlin. Hi, Laughlin Torrance. Spell it. Spell it. Laughlin. Uh, it's Laughlin, and okay. then it's Torrance. Is the, I guess Torrance. Spell it. It's spelled with a Z. T O R O W Z. Torrance. Could be Torrance. Yeah, I'll stick with Laughlin. What now should be the top four items on Steve Parrish's to-do list? Fascinating. I'm assuming a lot of that will be transfer activity. I think that's where we're well, talking. He's business life for his personal. But time. the stadium would be nice, wouldn't it? And then the training ground, maybe. Well, he's got well, them, that's long term. He's got the new sponsor to deal with at the moment. Which is he mentioned on the other podcast whose name I can't recall. That, uh, is there another podcast? I didn't even know there was another podcast really? until someone else referenced it. But I can't. Clubs have. I wondered whether other football clubs have podcasts. It's a good idea. Well, the podcast is a good idea. I think yeah, no, football, a football in, club in podcast, like fans doing a podcast, I think it's a really good idea. No, I think what? it's good, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no. no idea. Well, apparently he said on another podcast of some sort that is, you know, related to Palace, that uh, they're now working towards getting planning permission. So I don't know if there's going to be an application going in or what for the there's, stadium. So that'll probably be quite high on the list of priorities and probably very complicated. I they think number one should be let Allardyce look after football. Yeah, as, as yeah, Kev said earlier, I think yeah, that should absolutely. be the number one. Leave the football to Allardyce. Number two, some other things. There's a problem apparently with because um, <laughs> they want to do the main stand first. Yeah. It's next, not next first. But there's a, apparently there's a problem with street. You will probably understand this more than I do. But it's like 25 yards of concrete that are unattributed. Nobody knows between the club shop and the minicab office. Nobody knows who owns like the, that roof bit. Right. So well, that's going like to take some time to sort out. Do like, first yeah. dibs on it. Just you know. Yeah. Stick a flag in Stick a flag in Sainsbury's want to be part of the rock, but, paper stone. Because um, no, so no, no, Liverpool fans get really upset at that. So we've got an idea. So it's stadium, ideally, and then play, no, the, players. No, players, 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 supporting managers, players, yeah, players, kits, but whatever. Players, players, well, it's players, 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 and players. I think, I think, I'd go with players. Great, and that fan zone, which has taken an enormously long time to work to actually make. What's the fan zone behind the new fan zone? Oh, I've, if, not, I've not been it's just like it's well it was the car park where the car park was it used to be the fan zone and like they had the gold shooting yeah. machine and various face painting things and then it's being extended and it's taken 
the whole season quite some today. time basically yeah. there's a new jumbotron uh, going up oh, yeah. luckily we'll be in the Premier League when it's um, and running. James Junior hi James. Oh, hi James hi James Junior can you remember the last time a player has gone quite so dramatically from hero to zero as Andros I think he means yeah, from zero around, to yeah. hero uh, he doesn't mean in terms of ability but someone who was actively reviled and went on to be respected and loved well Punch talked about this didn't he last week as well saying it's interesting how Punch talked about him not being popular with Palace fans because it never occurs to you sometimes that players are actually aware mm. of, of the people's opinion of them or that they might actually go on social media but he said that Andros was very aware of what Palace fans thought of him and I think we all thought during the January transfer window that he would go either to Newcastle or Wherever and well, they, they probably are aware because I have enough yeah. idiots direct tweeting them telling well, them what they yeah, think well, these well, days. Well, you're be, terrible. You'll be surprised to learn that a lot of footballers don't manage their own Twitter. Really, basically, <laughs> so they're not they're not getting told what's going on. But yeah, I mean, I th- you saw the the reaction when Townsend went off yesterday. It was well, gen- there's yeah, there's, so. there's quite a few people who sit around me who really do not like Townsend. And even still, a waste of space. Yeah, even really? still, really, it's fantastic. With an Achilles injury, two or three people around me. Who will know who they are if they listen to the podcast and moan about Townsend? That's ridiculous. But not his, not surely not his commitment and his attitude. Just, I mean, so well, just say he's just not a, not a great footballer. Oh, I think <laughs> he I think just got it in for him when he when he first arrived. He obviously he was basically a, a, a square peg in a round hole in that they tried to fit him in in, in, in the Balassi. Yeah. Position, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they tried to fit him into that Balassi yeah. role, and he wasn't really—he's not really a Balassi no, player in not. that regard. But then things obviously went wrong with with Pardew. They fell out. You could obviously tell because there yeah, was the yeah. point where I think he switched wings yeah, in one yeah. game where he just, without having any kind of instruction, just went and did well, it. Well, also Pardew and Wolf revealed, didn't know what to do. Pardew revealed that Townsend told him he didn't want to play on the, which was really well, bad management. Yeah, um, but under—I mean, in. in You've got to give credit to Townsend, haven't you? He comes in, uh, Allardyce comes in, Sammy Lee basically pulls him to one side and says, yeah. what's going on? You're training like, you you know, when we when you come and train for England, it's always like yeah. your life depends on it and now you're not doing that. So what's going on? Let's yeah. try and sort this out. And ever since then, it's been, he's been fantastic. Well, I, I, I think, I mean, that's that's a really interesting point about Sammy Lee as well. But I, I think surely anybody with any lingering doubts about Townsend, the goal against West Brom was the one where you, yeah. they, those doubts go. You should have passed. Well, yes, you know, you've been, that's what Benteke said, but he's still, regardless of, of his quality as a player, and he clearly is a good player, whether he's a top-class player, I don't know, but you can't, in his attitude and his commitment has been fantastic. Let's be honest, he's slightly one-dimensional as a player. You yeah, know he is, what he's yeah, going to yeah. do. You yeah. know, he's, he's, yeah. he doesn't have a load of tricks up his book. He's, he's, you pretty much know what he's going to do, but you know, I, I think his commitment, I think his, his defensive work Absolutely. is, is uh, for a, a forward player... Yeah. Is, is is excellent. He's done everything Allardyce has asked of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and what a surprise! Good management. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All these points, it all goes down to yeah. man management. Who are these people you sit with? <laughs> what are their names? You talk about your wife and children. You talk about Olive. No, they just fancy him. Oh, oh dear. He's, he's, a, he's a good-looking chap, Andros. Yes, he is, but yeah, well, they've got steak at home. Why would they go for a burger? With, you know? <laughs> I think they're looking the other way around, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Why have a burger at home and have a steak when I go out? Um, <laughs> Kevin, uh, on Twitter, his handle's uh, Kevin Tasteth. Tasteth? Hi, Kevin. Oh, hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Uh, he says, Kevin. Can the fans put pressure on the club to honour Jeff Thomas uh, with not a drinking bar, but an entire stand, as in naming so it Jeff, Jeff Thomas, Thomas stand. stand? I think that's done a- 
pretty amazing work of yeah, late, hasn't it's it? It's considering only 39 professional cyclists have done in one season the, the Italian tour, the French tour and the Spanish tour, which he's doing. And they're professionals. No amateur cyclist has ever done it. He doesn't like cycling. Uh, and... He doesn't like cycling. He doesn't like cycling. He doesn't enjoy it. He does it because he knows He does it because he knows he's... It's like we said last week. That's mental. It's like Steve Brown pointed out. He's he's not getting paid. His full-time job is raising money. Mm. There's a chance, when you look, when you do your research about leukaemia, there's a chance they're talking about a possible cure within five to ten years, a possible, wow. which is remarkable. And if there is, it'll be in a large degree down to him. He's, I mean, he's a remarkable, he's a, a remarkable man, and he's a very proud representative of Palace as well. I mean, he's played yeah. for other clubs, of course he has, but he considers Palace to be his club. And yeah, I think I think there should be recognition of him at, at, at Palace. Yeah. Someone, you know, whether it's a bar, whether it's whatever it is. He's, well, he's, he's got a bar I mean, already, but I think right, well, he's, he's one of those players that yeah. deserves... He, he was on that uh, mural that we had in the late yeah. 90s, early 2000s that really, really, really liked. To tell. I thought yeah. it was Marco Gabriadini. <laughs> 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 I thought it was Lombardo. It's really hard to tell who was on that mural. Muriel. That, that shouldn't have been on a fridge door, that picture, let alone the <laughs> sign of a football stand. But no, Jeff Thomas is somebody we should all be proud of, basically. And you know, sometimes it annoys me about football fans because you know, football fans remember that attempt at goal he made against France playing for England, which didn't come off. And if it had come off, it would have been the goal of the decade. Yeah. But people go, oh, he's, he's not... I mean, he represented Palace. It's like Puncher said, he's a, pro- yeah. he's a proper Palace player. Not yeah. that team weren't the best players you'd ever seen, but they were just. They and were he certainly wasn't the best. Player no, he wasn't. Though. But he would have run through. He would have run through walls for the yeah. club. And he's he what did. he's what he's doing is remarkable. And the club, well, he's well, the club actually are, running through walls. The club, yeah, the club are getting behind him. But yeah, it'd be lovely to see more recognition of him yeah. at, at Palace. That, that's a really good question. So that rounds it off. Really, um, join us in part three, uh, where we talk about. The upcoming Man U game. We've got a few other things to nil, talk nil. about, but yeah, it should be uh, should, we, should be fun. Should we cut part three? Just go nil, 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 nil. <laughs> I'm going nil nil. <laughs> Are we safe yet? Yeah. No oh, nil. nil. nil, nil. to part three of the Five Year Plan podcast. Uh, Hangover's oh, kicking yeah. in again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys. How do the, the portions arms survive during the summer? Apart from the fact they made, they made four million quid yesterday afternoon, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I think half of South London was in there oh, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should be sponsored by the Porsons. Yeah, that would be good. Actually, yeah. be but but we're actually sponsored That's by Porsons Vector. With a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll should, see what you're doing that for. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks very much, professional. For all your printing and embroidery needs, visit www.vector.co.uk. Okay. As well as JC Innovation and Strategy, that's uh, visit jc-ice.com. Uh, I will, yeah, I will, I will. I've done it already and I'll do it again. Brilliant. Yes, okay. What's, what's the website like? It's really good. Yeah? Yeah. It's good. It's really good. It's really it's pretty special. So, um, it's like loads of things about strategy and innovation. What's that, that, that vector type? And, the, 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 and, and they're based in South London as well. Right. Which, which so that's what matters. It's a South London and website. John, the guy runs it, is really tall. Right. He is. Interesting. He's really interesting guy, John, isn't he? Yeah, he's tall. Very tall. Tall, tall jazz. Man. Tall man. Before we get started, he loves jazz. Does he? Good to know he loves jazz. Yeah, yeah. Makes it even better. Makes it even something slightly odd about it. Oh, here we go. When you grow up, you'll learn about it. Wait till you know your jazz listening audience. One day you'll learn jazz. Do you know what? 
there are, there are very many people that I would not like to alienate, but I'd really if there are, if I've alienated any jazz fans, boop ba doop shoot ba doop booby. I don't. <laughs> you see. So I seriously get get some tunes and some. No, and look on Andy's face. Right I think you need now. an education. Yeah, I think you need an education. I've got an education. I've got. If I stayed if I stayed at university, I'd have had a degree in archaeology, but I haven't. But jazz is just simple. I've there's many hours of my life I ain't getting back <laughs> I mean you listen to it when you're a kid because if you, you, you go don't, you, don't you listen to it when you get older no when, you you listen, actually... no when you're 21, 22 and you've, you've met a girl at a C&D meeting you think alright I'll listen to this you never know <laughs> 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 that was the last time oh, you were at a C&D meeting now it it's all not 1983 mate <laughs> no, I, wish it, I wish it was I wish it was 1983 I wish it was I would have stopped all the jazz written since oh. I say written it's not made so before we start all the alienating jazz fans what are they going to do throw their berets at me Empty their saxophones full of spit over me. Jeez. Um, Get some guitars, some tunes, and some long maps. Can we stop talking about jazz for now? Grant, Grant, Grant Green's a, a great jazz guitarist. Yeah, but we're, we're in a good I'm mood. sorry he offended I've not heard of Grant Green, but I believe it is a good jazz on the new crossrail line, isn't it? It's going to be Sorry, second, second station right. from the end. Very quickly, <laughs> there was a uh, FYP issue that was out on sale. Uh, on Sunday, we sold out. We're really thankful to every one of you who bought it. It's Is that the really one that had the interview with Gabo? That had Gabo in it. Yeah. Brilliant interview. That, that um, if you didn't, yesterday. if you weren't able to pick up a uh, a hard copy. Uh, we do have a digital copy on sale for one pound. And there's a jazz version of it, which is fourteen five. hours long. But inside, and they just repeat the same word over and over again for no reason. And it's really good. Inside. <laughs> Inside the fanzine, there is a competition where you can win Gabor's tracksuit bottoms. Signed Gabor Karali exclusive tracksuit bottoms. What size yeah. are they? I think they're probably a large. I well, don't know. More importantly, I mean, how clean are they? It's they are clean. Oh, they're, they're brand new. He's got his own brand. They're branded they're brand with brand Karali. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got his own brand of tracksuit bottoms, mm-hmm. and uh, we are giving away uh, giving away some. Uh, you, you can enter on Twitter. Just take a selfie of your copy of the fanzine and yourself with it. A selfie of your what, sorry? A selfie. A copy of the fanzine. Self copy, Because that way, uh, and then along with uh, the hashtag uh, Kerali's Bottoms, believe it or not, and... (laughs) This is all getting a bit viz for me. It is a bit, but... (laughs) Enter and for each entry we get, we're going to put we're going to pay fifty p towards Palace for Life Foundation. So oh, ideally, right, we yeah, want to try yeah, and get yeah, as many right, entries right. as we can. Competition will end at the end of the week. The so. interview with Gabor from uh, Akos, whose whose handle is great, uh, great jogging, jogging bottoms. Yeah, who's our one man Hungarian fan club. Mm-hmm. He's really really good. But it was astonishing in the portions yesterday. It was American people, yeah. Americans in the no 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 no, 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 I also got, I got a tweet from the Finland Palace Supporters Club last night. It was, it was, it, it, been in the pub. It was like Glenn has an really inter- his whole family support Palace as well back in Atlanta. And they go to all, Glenn was the Atlanta fan. Oh, it's Glenn's who was yeah. it? I think it's Glenn. Yeah, it was Glenn. But he, yeah, he went to he the one who had the t-shirt with the eagle standing yeah. on the peach, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So he goes me. to all of the he, he goes to the pub for every match. So do I. Seven o'clock kickoff, nine o'clock kickoff. With his, with his kids no it's, a, it's it great kid, no? and it was great because it was his first ever palace match oh was it it was his birthday oh, oh, so like it literally it was a combination of everything oh yeah. welling up now yeah. oh he's so he was really happy it was great to see him oh I found yeah. it weird um, had that rainbow that Tottenham had yeah oh 
Yeah, but we had our own flags that we organised ourselves and paid for ourselves rather than the plastic yeah. ones that they got That's given true, by yeah, the yeah. club. Point. Right, on to the subject of Manchester well, I United. A, I had a rainbow in my Manchester mind. United, all field. No, no, no I thought we don't, we've, we've, not, we've had a question, actually. Johnny oh. Latimer. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Johnny Latimer. He says, uh, full strength 11 next week or a fun experimental one? Win may mean 11th, like, a loss 16th, about 8 million difference in prize money. I don't money. like the way you said fun experimental. Fun experimental sounds like something on the back pages. Two of the back. Sort of, yeah, it's sort of thing you, well, it's also the sort of thing you say to your partner after a couple of years, isn't it? Should we try something fun and experimental? Like, uh, no, I think like a really play, good free form jazz album. Or I something. think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Adderoid's really good and free form <laughs> jazz in it. So I, I suspect that um, there might be phone calls from Mourinho this week to Sam saying, look, yeah, if you fancy a point, there's uh, Old Trafford. Don't put too many tackles in. Ooh. I saw Mourinho being interviewed, and he said that they. He said we are definitely fielding a weakened team. I just hope that Crystal Palace don't need a point when they come. Yeah, up he because, would be, because other teams will give him. Give he would have been as pleased as anybody yesterday. Yeah, the fact is, he can't field that weakened. He can't put the youth players in. He's got a pick from his squad of twenty-five. They're all. They're, they're, they're going to be decent players. I, I suspect that it will be the the least intense football match. Played on even on Sunday. Do you think it'll be like that Germany Austria one in 1974? I think no one put the tackle. I think there'll be elements of that, and I I suspect that. As as Johnny says, though, it it could be about eight million pounds in difference. Well, for Palace, it's important to. That that is a well. It was a what you mean eight million pounds into if in prize because you get it's, it's, it's a million it's a million it's a million pound for it which I think four years ago would have been a more valid point than it is now we've got billionaire investors but no absolutely it's it's, and it's pride just, as well it's yeah. pride and also and, you know, and, and, it's, and it's the theatre of dreams and I think what would be what would be brilliant and I think Allardyce, you take that back now <laughs> I think Allardyce will be pointing out to them that if we can if we beat Man United we'll have beaten four out of the top six. Which will be a remarkable sort of That's statement of intent and ambition for top for next season. I, I suspect we might be wearing our new away kit, but I I think it would be nice to see. You'd want to see what is what? Where, 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 where's that come from? What? New away kit? Yeah, new away kit. Now new away, yeah, we'll be wearing our new you away think kit. So? Yeah, I'm fairly well. I'm, Almost nine. Is, is that a guess or is that like no, a. No, it's that inside knowledge. Quick, quick, nudge, nudge. I don't know what. I've, have you just given a secret away from no, the club? Not to, no, a lot of people. No, I haven't. A lot of people do that. I think, <laughs> oh, yeah, to, to be perfectly. Oh, yeah. I, I think if we were safe before yesterday's game, we would have won the new home kit. Before the it's, new home oh, kit? Yeah. Uh, well, we all know it's a new nudge, kit. Wink, wink. Well, no, we all know it's a new, new kit, kit, but they don't know. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, yeah. but I suppose it makes perfect well, sense. Well, there's nowhere to, re- to unveil it because they're not having a player of the year, do are they? Because that was cancelled after the Sunderland game. So it's yeah. like. No, that's fair enough. No, no. But they so we just leak it on Twitter like we did last year? Not us. Or, or it's been leaked on Twitter, but the wrong. The Palace fans in general. It's been leaked on Twitter, but the wrong kit. Yeah. But uh, it, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I don't think you'll see people like Ledley playing. I think you'll, no, yeah, I think I it'll be the usual team. I don't think Allardyce is that sort of manager. I, I think, think it'll be the usual team. What about someone like Sully Kai Kai Sproni? Maybe do you think those no, those I deserve? I'd put Sproni in goal. I'd yeah, probably, why not? Yeah. I would, but I don't think he will. Be an improvement, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, would. No, I'd, <laughs> I don't. The reason he won't put Sproni in goal is because he will then that that will put people's give people the impression that he doesn't think Hennessy deserves. You know, Hennessy, as far as Allardyce is concerned, Hennessy's not given him any reason to to not pick him. Well, of course, Hennessy will start. He didn't let any goals in this. He saved every shot that was. There were no shots at him, but he saved every. Technically, he, he almost, had 100%. He, he almost caught every ball that went towards him. He did almost. I thought, well, actually, I thought, I just thought, oh, Christ, Street, he's going to go on about this. Because I, <laughs> I thought he'd punched it onto Joel Ward's head. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> we're not going to hear the last. But even last night, those people, and, and they know who they are, Julian Chenery. 
people, all the people last night tweeting, as I just thought Street is like a Bond villain, he would just be going, ha ha ha. <laughs> just people tweeting. <laughs> so something, was it a big cat. Was it, was Hennessy told to kick the ball to him? Like, we won 4 0. Leave, yeah. leave him alone. He didn't make any mistakes. He did, I, he did make a mistake. No, he made one mistake. I'm not quite a clown. You've made four mistakes in this pod. I want, I want Will to score at Old Trafford. Yeah, that would be great. Well, I think Wilford will, will want that. I think Wilford won't want Zeki Fryers maybe at left back why not what? bit of why? Old Trafford God, that, I think I've forgotten he was Trafford. even here still yeah, well what's Zeki Fryers he was Man United he used to play for Man United didn't he did I didn't know yeah. that I didn't know before he went to Spurs yeah. oh he, yeah. was it before or after he went to Spurs before Spurs it wasn't no, he came from Spurs to us because he played he played in the Ambrose game Oh, did he? I oh, think. Yeah, okay. Friars was the guy that ended up going to Belgium, wasn't he? That they ended up in a huge. There was a big disagreement between Spurs and Man U, basically, because oh, okay. Spurs wanted him, but then didn't want to pay any transfer fees. Where John Boscos ended up Belgium, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, France. France, now, France but he's, uh, he got badly injured. Yeah, I don't think um, Man United fans will have any animosity towards Wilfried Zaha. No, but it would, I think, as I say. I it don't would think, be nice I, to go there and win. I don't think it's I don't It's very difficult to see how Mourinho can pick an entire team of people who won't be involved in the Europa League, basically. Because even if on the bench, I, I suspect the Premier League would have kicked off as we would have done if 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 it had been the other way around. If we still needed, you know, if we wanted whole Tottenham to beat Hull and Tottenham played the reserve team, we'd have been furious and there would have been talk of all sorts of legal action and. Yeah. But no one will pay any attention. But now, yeah. but it's still whatever. It is, it's, whatever yeah. it's Man United. Whatever team Man United put out is it's going to be. It's having decent players in it. So, but yeah, I suspect well, well, that none well, of the players. Whatever we think of Man United and whatever their season has been, they are still a big club. They're one of the yeah, biggest clubs so. in the world. You know, they're one of the top three biggest clubs in the world. So, of course, you those players who play for Palace, they're what they're going. They're, yeah, yeah. they're, they're looking forward to going. Looking forward to going to Old Trafford without any. Absolutely, any, yeah, any yeah. points you get, just go there and have a great time and beat yeah. them. And Mourinho, fantastic. Mourinho likes Palace as well. Yeah, this is why, again, why I'm fairly convinced there will be a phone call saying, that <laughs> "You can don't worry." You, you mentioned that we're going to try and fix the result. I mean, you're not no, I'm not saying okay. I'm not alleging anything. I'm okay. saying that you know, football is a small village and people phone each other up about yeah. things here and there. Yeah, okay. And I'm, in I'm saying Mourinho, Mourinho has been setting the scene all weekend, saying. I really wish we didn't have to play these last league games in a perfect world I would say to both sides you can have the point <laughs> and I've, I'm fairly certain that they I'm not suggesting he will actually phone Sam but I'm suggesting that people who know people will say let's you know, see the end of the season Man United's uh, season will depend upon the game after of course it will and their whole season depends on that and if they yeah. win that game it'll be seen as a it's going to be season, it's so going to be that's the, all they're going to be thinking the atmosphere is going to be quiet the, the United fans will be flat from the start it'll just it'll you know that would be a positive way to and end we'll the season. And we'll lose 3-0. And that's a positive way to end the podcast, isn't what it? What we'll lose 3-0. There we go. Um, um, so anyway, we'll round off the podcast at that point. Um, join us next time where we go through the season, I guess. Can we just go through the last part of the season? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think From like the Middlesbrough game onwards. Yeah. No, well, not because then we got the Burnley game. You've got to accept the Sunderland game a little bit. You've got to kind of talk about that and why it made a difference. Can't we just get all the old podcasts and do some sort of edits and just put that out? That would require quite a lot of effort and time apart from JD. Well, yeah, JD's no. got a lot of time on his hands, and he? he's yeah. not doing anything else. Yeah. Well, he's got to go to these shows, hasn't he? Well, he's been to Mamma Mia. Can we just can we not get get JD to talk us through his top five Mamma Mia songs? <laughs> <laughs> top five other songs. Because I'm still going to have this hangover this time next week. Oh yeah. Oh I, yeah. So. Oh, Kevin. You've got to learn to drink a pint of water every sort of half hour or something.
Then I'll be learning. Top tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Join no, us next no. week. Bye. 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 I will. <laughs> <laughs>